La 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 la. Welcome to Star Wars Just Happened, the new podcast that's actually on That Just Happened anyway. Pre-recorded on the 18th of December, year of our Sith Lord 2015, to be aired on the 22nd? No, no. No, not the 22nd, I'm sorry. (laughs) The, uh, is it the 28th? 28th, last podcast of 2015. Yes, yes. So this is going to be sort of our Star Wars The Force Awakens podcast slash end of the year podcast. It's basically going to be one giant um I just saw in a lot of ways. They get the season that we're going to do a much, much larger review uh, in depth of the podcast. We're probably going to go first impressions. We're going to be discussing the um, the older movies as well. We were just going back and forth and debating on the merit and the... I don't know the not the validity the uh, the quality of the movie that we just um just saw. So fair warning, spoilers up ahead. If you have not seen the movie up to the twenty eighth of December, which I don't know what the hell is taking you so long. Because if you're a fan of the show, you should be a fan enough of nerd shit. Uh, if you're not, I understand, you know. But yeah, don't watch listen, the movie. Don't listen to this until you've seen the movie at least once. Please. Please. Um, I'm Rodney Sinio, by the way. I'm Adam Flores, by the way. Welcome to the show. Army of Two episode. It's been a while for us, so it's good to be back. It's really quiet this way besides the noise upstairs, but it'll help us get these points across a little bit better. I invited Caesar and Ryan to come out, but they couldn't make it. Yeah. Shout out to you guys. We're always faster on Army of Two episodes anyway. I apologize if um, you're expecting our usual hour, hour and a half. Might be a little shorter because we're going to fly through this just because it's easier to manage. Let's do shout outs real quick because I want to get the other stuff out of the way. <laughs> I don't want to do um I just saw like last time and it, you know then the intro I had a couple complaints about that not real complaints but just like oh I mean you know for a second I thought I was missing out on something oh then they're not gonna like the next episode that they hear <laughs> they'll be okay first I'll shout out to Maria Ceci's been sick the past week or so and uh, she did a really good job taking care of Ceci ended up sleeping on the floor next to her crib just to hold her hand just to kind of make her feel better and comfort her through the night she just had a fever off and on for the past few days nothing too crazy no uh no throwing up no no other symptoms besides the fever so but she's feeling much better for those of you that care <laughs> shout out to Stefan little big mags binge listening on most of the episodes I think I told you about him before he sent me a text me he's like fuck you for making a podcast that's got me addicted that's it's nice to hear that somebody could come in this late in the game and still enjoy listening to us that much. And uh, we encourage Ben to listening, even if you've already heard our podcast before. I listen to them every now and then when I have time to actually backtrack. I listen to every podcast that we put out at least four times because I do a lot of the editing and. Uh, yeah, there's stuff I miss. Like, yeah. I'm, and I'm even here. Yeah. Like, I mean, I love that kind of stuff. Shout out to the rest of the, the Get a Disease Network. Whenever they're not posting stuff that, you know, we can also listen to besides our show, I go back and I listen to some of my favorite episodes over and over again. Yeah. And shout out to Stefan as well for hacking his wife's Facebook account just to give us a like on Facebook. Yeah. To over, push uh, us over 300. We're over 300 likes. So, big thanks to you, man. Um, I'll do a little favor for you. You know what I'm talking about. Now we're going to take on the Persians. Clever. So, thanks, Dude, the dude. Uh, Rodney shouts. I'm going to shout out my wife, as per usual, as Adam got me in the habit of shouting out my wife every episode. Also, some sickness in the Sinio household. Uh, Jason was sick, super, uh, actually vomiting and fever. Thank you, sir. 
So she did a good job of uh, holding it down, making sure it was taken care of. I want to shout out to Jessica, who's been also taking care of the kids during the day. Made it possible for me to go see a matinee uh, Star Wars with my cousin, Anthony. Shout out to Tony Arzadon. Shout out to um, Tony Arzadon. So uh, it was nice to see a matinee for Star Wars. So we're not, um, I mean, I do enjoy the midnight showings with yeah. all the enthusiasm, but um, a little bit of different atmosphere during matinee. And it's oh, definitely. Definitely uh, more affordable, like half price. Yeah. So it's kind of nice. It's always beautiful. Relax, laid back. Yeah, I saw it at 7.45 p.m. on Thursday. So that was cool because it was opening night and everyone's real high energy at that point. Had to shut down the internet. Yeah. Well, thankfully, I saw it early enough that of the people that I know, I was the first one that saw it that I saw on Facebook. Shout out to you since this is the end of the year podcast. Shout out to you for all the hard work that you do. Shout out to all our guests that have come on the show in the past year. Yeah, all the friends we made this year and yeah. uh, the bonding that we did over the Get Disease Network and, mm-hmm. you know, our new regulars, Aubrey and Ryan and JD and, of course, David. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping to expand a little bit more next year, you know, with our guests. Of course, we love the same people that we always have. There's a reason why I'll make sure to hit you guys up just to return, but... Got Caesar back last got week. Got Caesar back. I mean, there's, there's there are a lot of little things that I'm grateful for in the past year that it was uh this past year has been a lot of fun in terms of the recording i mean everything else but in terms of the show i've I've had a really good year for this no resolutions really besides making the show bigger and better for next year yeah gotta throw on a t-shirt did we have a t-shirt drive this year did that was that only last year i thought the blue shirts were this year oh i kind of want to do something for st baldrick's i think i'm gonna stop cutting my hair i want to jump on uh, jonah's team raise some money maybe like in uh march or something Really inspired by Chloe, yes. Aubrey and Jamie's daughter. <clears throat> yes. Just turned six. Shout out to her again. Six years old, a little hero. Yeah. Completely selfless. She's the one who uh, shaved her head for St. Baldrick's and it, probably at the same event that Jonah was. And uh, just an inspiration. So I shave my head every day anyway. Mm. And even if I were to let my hair grow out, I wouldn't be helping anybody that much. So mm. unfortunately, that's where that lies. <laughs> Maybe you could help out St. Baldrick's. <laughs> I shave my head down there every day, so I don't know how much I'll be able to help out. <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, the rest of the stuff. TMI at UTJH. We're just going to go straight to, um, I just saw that because we're bursting with information and beef and qualms and, and little things about the uh, the movie. So we're going to go over first, infre- first impressions. First uh, impressions, how many lightsabers out of five? Five being the highest amount of penis lightsabers like, like the cock knocker had. Four. I'm going to go four and a half, maybe four and three quarters. I'm saying four, and I'm I'm giving a generous four. Oh, man. Because I don't like fractions. I'll do four and three quarters. The only thing that could have made it better to me was, and remember again, this spoiler, so we're, we're done saying spoilers for the rest of this fucking episode, because we're going to spoil the shit out of this movie. Like you said, if there would have been a, a better lightsaber battle, I think it would have been better. Yeah. But, um, I mean, A New Hope didn't really have that good of a lightsaber battle. I mean, you have the epic one between Obi-Wan and Darth Vader, but it's not an, a great lightsaber battle. But I mean, so of the new generation of Star Wars movies, like each one top to the next, and it's just kind of hard to jump into, and I understand chronologically, haven't been Jedi around for mm-hmm. years and years and years, so maybe nobody even knows how to fight with the lightsaber, but still. I mean, that's that's my big thing. Um, Luke knew how to use the lightsaber, but he wasn't profi- proficient at it, is what I was going to say. Like, you know, he practiced for 10 minutes on the Millennium Falcon. Shout out to Finn for finding that little orb that he practiced with on the Millennium Falcon. That was cool when he was writing through things, just picked it up he's like huh and just do it i was like hey that's mm. but uh it was just uh so overall, I, don't, I don't see why people would be practicing with lightsabers if they weren't around for so long so getting back to the movie overall first impression you say four and three quarters i loved it i I'm absolutely loved it I, I um i'm lukewarm 
pun intended, on the movie. Definitely not in my top three of it's the a, of It's the in my movies. top three. So, Riley and I, we finally found something that we're going to be different on. <laughs> which which is, this should make for a fun show, at least. Um, or maybe I'll give it top, the number three position. I think I could give it a number three. I think, realistically, I'm, I would go New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, Force Awakens. So I'm going to go Revenge of the Sith, Return, uh, no, Empire Strikes Back, and then maybe Force Awakens. I love it. I mean, A New Hope to me was my introduction, obviously, to the series. It has so much nostalgia value for me. It was the first time I saw Chewie. You know, that was my nickname growing up, even though my name's not Jesus. So in a lot of ways, A New Hope was, was and is my favorite Star Wars, and I don't think anything will be able to top that. See, I don't remember, I know as a little kid, I thought Star Wars was just one movie. And I didn't understand why people just kept watching it over and over again as a little kid. But I was like, okay, it's a good movie, there's spaceships and shooting and guns and uh, colorful swords and that's, that's awesome. I didn't really understand the chronology of the movie until late in life when it was on the USA Network. And I would sit there and binge watch for like the entire Sunday or Saturday or wherever the hell it was playing. I'm going to go as far as to say I haven't had that much fun with a movie between watching it and just like sitting forward in my seat and really, really enjoying every last minute of it. I haven't enjoyed a movie that much since Avengers. I would agree with that, but I can't say that I enjoyed this movie more than Avengers. No. Marie and I were talking about that when I got out of the, when we got out of the theater yesterday. Marie and I went to go see it. The anticipation for both those movies were different. I knew Avengers was going to be at the top of my list because this was something I had been waiting for in terms of my comic book side. Here's finally the culmination of all these great movies in one. So I don't think there was any way I wasn't going to love that movie. It could have been one of the worst movies in the world to everybody else, but I still would have loved it and it probably still would be my number one. This was a little bit different. I'm not as much of a Star Wars fan as, say, you or Nelson. Don't get me wrong, I'm still a huge geek about it, but I'm just, you know... I have one Star Wars t-shirt, you know, I don't I don't think I have any Star Wars memorabilia around uh, besides the box set, but it was so high up there just because it reminded me so much of New Hope, and we're going to talk more about that too. Hi, Maria. Hi, Hi Maria. Maria, any thoughts on Star Wars? I loved it. That was Maria. <laughs> See, I don't know, my, my whole thing is, and I know a lot of people who are out there listening to this, I always preface almost every movie review we say uh, about how it's such a great movie and it sounds like I'm going to be bashing it and I'm really just nitpicking. I'm not nitpicking at this movie at all. I Four is a generous score on my end. I've been a fan of the original series way, way, way before even talks of like the, the prequels came out. So this is a movie, just like any other Star Wars movie, when it wasn't cool to, to like Star Wars, I was buying the badges and funny the, the Rebel Shield and also the Empire Shield and back and forth when everybody thought, you know, those 70s movies were hokey. Just like any Star Wars movie, I had been waiting this for a very, very, very long time. And I think this is contributing to my overall first impression of the movie is that I don't feel like it's the movie movie that I was waiting for. Like, I, it could have been so much better in so many respects, and I really feel that they made such a solid effort, and this is not my biggest complaint against the movie, how it ties with A New Hope. I really enjoyed the ties and the references back to A New Hope, but they're really trying to play off my nostalgia. It's all nostalgia. That's what, I was reading uh, some people's comments on the movie, and they are saying that J.J. Abrams made a movie just for the fans, not a movie to go along with necessarily the canon of Star Wars, but just, hey... 
as jam-packed as much shit for people to be like, hey, 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 you know, but not, they said the story wasn't any good, which I disagree with. I think the story was, is as good as it could be, you know, for No, my my qualm, my qualm isn't really with the story, per se, I guess. I mean, uh, I, I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed it. It had twists, just like the, the older series, and, you know, there are a lot of parallels. But I really, really wonder, if you take Han and Chewie and Leia and Akbar and the Millennium Falcon out of that movie and substitute new characters or, you know, try to introduce <clears throat> characters to that genre or that universe, would people find it as enjoyable? Personally, I mean, the pilot, what's his name? Powell? Poe? Poe. Number one, I, I love Oscar Isaacs. From Sucker Punch, I thought he was an awesome villain in Sucker Punch. Ex Machina, he's the shit. I think just voice-wise alone, he's going to be a great apocalypse. Um, oh, he's apocalypse. He is. He's a good-looking guy. He is. He's tiny. He's Not tiny, ashamed to admit. He's a tiny dude. He's like five foot two. So that's why they needed BB-8 to be that small, because our 2 towers over BB-8. His character... Right from the start, I liked. He had, there was a lot of character behind him. John Boyega's Stormtrooper, I liked him a lot. Ray, I liked her a lot. And this was before Han and Chewie showed up. So, and they, I, to me, I feel like they did a good job of giving you the heart and soul of these characters first, and then sprinkling in the uh, characters that were already set in the series. Which was a better way to go than start off with Han and Chewie on this junker and then they find the Millennium Falcon and get introduced to these people. So so here's my thing. Again, my first impression would be Poe is about the only character in the whole movie that didn't have a moment where I'm thinking, and then this is not excluding anybody, why do you have to be such a little bitch? Because the whole movie, character after character, like seriously, why do you have to be a little bitch? Okay, John Boyega, Stormtrooper. Alright? I don't know what the hell happened to Stormtrooper training between between clone troopers and stolen baby troopers that how would you have not gotten weeded out if you couldn't pick up a blaster and fucking blow away a village? You're a fucking stormtrooper. Well, I mean, they, they mentioned a little bit like, you know, he was doing sanitation when he was working on that one thing. So he wasn't he wasn't in the, uh, on like the front line. And his first battle, like, seeing them off some people. I mean, we don't have any of these guys' backstory. Not really yet, so... Well, okay, so they made reference to him. I was stolen away from my family when I was a little boy, okay? I mean, when that happens, like, how do you build resentment? Like, you would have figured he would have been brainwashed. That's... I, I agree with that. I still like the idea of a stormtrooper that goes to the other side. I don't know what it is. Like, maybe just... You know, you, you've never seen that in any of the other episodes. Well, I mean, if you follow if you follow uh, Clone Wars, there there were a few clones who defected, which was kind of cool. And that they started I've never their seen. own. They started their own lives. You know, they weren't they actually started and procreated with alien life forms. It's really gripping, compelling story. But you know, I get it. Okay, we we need to turn a villain into a hero, and it makes for a good story, and appreciate that. But I just I, it wasn't plausible for me. Did that whole turn and John Boy and John Boy close your mouth. His mouth is, he's like the new Corey Haim. He reminds me, he's like a, a black Corey Haim meets Matt Damon. Like his, <laughs> his mouth is always open and he just has this expression like I'm so shocked at what's happening. I think he's a good actor. I think Ray is an amazing actress considering the fact that this is her first real movie ever. The thing that frustrated me about Ray is clearly she's meant to be the the main character of the movie. And, and it's we, we all know it. We all see it. I mean, she's featured in everything, promotional materials, posters. Obviously, she's the star. Obviously, there's some sort of backstory to her. But other than, oh, I need to get back to Jakar. I mean, there's really... Why? Okay, Jakku. Jakku. Not the cologne, but... (laughs) 
<clears throat> Jakku. I need to get to back to Jakku. So who are her parents? Like, is it Luke? Because Luke isn't... He's a Jedi. He's not supposed to procreate. Is well, she... that didn't stop Anakin. Uh, I guess that's true. But, I mean, he wants <laughs> Sith. So does that mean... But that was... Does that mean Andy Sandberg's evil clone is her father? Like, maybe? Kylo Ren? Which, well, shout out to Liz for getting Kylo Ren right on the money. That Ky- was... Kylo being uh, Skywalker and Lo being Han Solo. And her theory was Kylo Ren was a, the son of Han Solo and Leia. That I... Yeah, I had seen that. Only because I knew they needed a place for this guy. That And when I found out that, what's his name, Adam, whatever, is going to be Kylo Ren. A, his voice is amazing. It's a it little is. it's a little too muffled in the helmet at times, which which they mention. You know, they kind of poke fun at it. And, um, it's a, and it's a shitty helmet. Talk about piss poor costume design. It's like, just, you can tell it's, it's this kid trying to be something that he's not yet. Again, whiny little bitch. So was Anakin. Yeah, but I mean, Han Solo wasn't a whiny so, little bitch in the original three. Han Solo wasn't a whiny bitch in this one. Uh, a little bit. He wasn't a whiny bitch. I mean, it's... It, oh, it's, Leia doesn't want to see me. I can't go back to her. Get the fuck. Han Solo. But, but think about it. Your son turns into the biggest asshole of the galaxy. You'd be scared to to even be a part of that. Like, so you know, you're going to run away and be like a space garbage man for all intent and purposes? Space pirate. He's, space pirate. He's driving a... Garbage, like the equivalent of a space garbage truck. I mean, those guys make bank. All right, so it's the beginning of the movie, and you're introduced to Poe and BB-8. BB-8 is the ship. Yeah, he's um, he's the next generation R2, basically R2's clone, like R2's. And that's um, that's the start of my parallels with A New Hope. Here's this guy. He finds blueprints not to the plans of, of a Death Star, but to the location of Luke Skywalker. Hides it in the droid. Droid goes off. He gets captured. Gets into interrogated gets picked up by somebody dressed up as a stormtrooper you know like all that shit i'm watching i was like man this is echoing a lot from a new hope which i like because everyone's main qualm with episode one two and three was that you had so little to do with the later episode four five and six one, two, and three were too drastically different from four, five, and six. As a standalone movie, if this movie was not connected to Star Wars whatsoever, if there was a movie just called The Force Awakens and you went to go see it, would you have liked the movie more so or less? I don't know. I, it's it's hard to say because I know it's hard to separate those two. Um, I, again, that that's that also gets back to my question. Like, if we didn't have the classic characters, like if. If the audience wasn't cheering every time they saw something familiar, would people have enjoyed it as much? I think I would have because that's another one of those... You break the story down for what it is, and you have, for the first time really in the series, I mean, you can argue whatever you want about Leia and Padme, but you have a strong female character that's not afraid to do shit on her own. Like, I mean, she's living on her own. She's surviving on her own. Well, okay, so getting... Before we get to Ray, getting back to Poe, the one stroke of genius that I, I liked in the the cinematography aspect of that movie, I loved. I can't think of his name now. Um, FN or Finn? Finn's partner, partner stormtrooper, getting killed and, and marking his helmet. Yeah. Um, because it, it was it was kind of interesting to to make get him to stand out amongst a sea of white stormtroopers. Really disappointed because, you know, the first trilogy was criticized for, and, and you know, even to a certain extent, the second trilogy was accused for being racially biased or, you know, racist undertones or kind of awkwardness. Here's an opportunity to have a strong black character in the series of Star Wars. And again, he's whining. He's... But, but even Luke, with, even Luke with the started helmet, off whining. Even with the helmet, you can see his mouth open. Do you need help? But Luke was a whiny bitch. I gotta go to Tachi Station to pick up some power converters. Like, you know, you got that whole thing. And it's it's a chance to have these people grow up in this series. Which, thankfully, John Boyega, I've never seen him in anything else. 
Daisy Ridley, I've never seen her in anything else. I mean, this is her first big movie. And you get the chance to see these people grow up in the series, just like you did with the other two series as you watch them. Just, just John Boyega, close your mouth. Like, I, I'll give you that. He, even with the, the Stormtrooper helmet, he's like, I could see his mouth open underneath the helmet. But he, I mean, he did a good job. His acting was good. I think he played the part well. Yeah, I mean, he was complaining a lot. But in terms of comedic relief, he was that without there being a Jar Jar. That's pretty racist. You can link those two up as much as you want, but, I mean, f- for what it is... So, okay, so you get the the red handprint, the bloody handprint on the Stormtrooper mask, and we first see Kylo Ren, which I don't mind the mask. I don't like the, the slimness of his costume, because he's a tall, thin dude, and he doesn't necessarily look menacing physique-wise. The mask is what it is, you know, we, we're never going to get another Darth Vader, and I'm glad it, it wasn't just a duplicate of Darth Vader's mask, but it was his own kind of take on things. But when he force-stops the blaster beam, that was amazing. Because we've never seen that before. And that was at least something that stands out, especially between this and that one. And the way he uses the Force is different than we've seen before. How he puts his hand out and he feels like you can almost see him trying to feel and sift through a person's thoughts and memories to get the answer that he wants. I mean, Darth Vader was so in the Force that he could just stand there, look at you, and he's like, The plan's on here! And, you know, walk away and... He just got the information. This guy, you see him still struggling to be very proficient in using the dark side of the force, probably because there's that inner battle between the light and the dark, but you get to see somebody using their powers much more gradually than you did most of the other ones. I mean, you get to see Luke in episode one was kind of doing shit, pretending to learn. And then by Empire, he's pulling the lightsaber out and he's kind of practicing with Yoda, but it's by episode six, he's already just jacked. And uh, Anakin, you see him as a little kid, and then the next episode, he's already 16, 18 years old, and he's already running around doing Jedi shit. So finally getting to Rey, talk about strong female character. I did appreciate that. Much, much stronger than Padme or Leia could have ever been. I really feel the what I liked about Rey it was that she was an Anakin that we should have gotten in episode one. Um, and I like that there are a lot of parallels. Well, I didn't like that she was driving around a speeder that looked like a pod race racer piece. It's kind of stupid. Jakar looks just like Tatooine. Jakku. Jakku. <laughs> Jakku just looks just like Tatooine. She even has a helmet with the stupid goggles like Anakin had when he was driving the pod racer. She's good at fixing shit. That's probably when we should have walked in on Anakin. And you could have kept the same character throughout the the second set of trilogies. That's really who we should have gotten. Um, Because if she goes Sith, that would be a pretty incredible twist. Like, you'd have me hooked by episode 8 if you did something pretty sinister with her. Which they kind of gave a little bit of foreshadowing to, opening that up as a possibility. Did you imagine if uh, she struck up a relationship with Finn, and then you know they were divided because Finn went Jedi and she went Sith? That would be that would be pretty epic for a finale. As it stands, though, it doesn't look like Finn is in any way in touch with the Force. She is that they've shown that they've shown. I mean, who knows? Maybe that's what snapped Finn out. If that ends up being his reasoning, well, Kylo Ren did pick him out amongst the uh, the stormtroopers, and he did right away know the number is you know FN two eight one seven. Which is the cell number that Leia was trapped in in A New Hope. Nice. (laughs) But um, Kylo Ren seemed to sense it. I think he is the illegitimate son of uh, Billy D. Williams. That'd be racist. Because they don't even look alike. Just two black guys. Throw it in there. I don't know. I mean, Finn doesn't have a mustache. That's what's different. (laughs) Or that 70s comb through hair. All right. So then... It's like a solo. It's cool to see Ray whoop some ass. 
without anybody's help. I like the fact that she doesn't like she doesn't want Finn to hold her hand and stuff like that. Like like she's not she wants to they want the audience to know she is not the damsel in distress. She's not who needs to be saved, even though at you know, towards the end, they go to save her, but she's already kind of saving herself. I would love to put a double edged lightsaber in her hands. I would love to put something else somewhere else. Daisy really show it while people still want to see it. Yeah. And just let me see those pearly whites while you do it. <laughs> let's see. So then from there, let's fast forward a little bit. The Millennium Falcon, which almost too conveniently happens to be right where she is. Yeah, uh, a lot of the nostalgia is just conveniently sitting around. Millennium Falcon in a junkyard. Oh, hey, that's mine. We got stolen. We got stolen. Got so What is this? The fucking book of Deuteronomy? Just begets this, begets that. We don't talk about religion. Yeah. Oh, and conveniently Han finds it when they steal it back from whoever they... And they don't even know what they have. I mean, who doesn't know at this point in that universe, who doesn't know what the Millennium Falcon is? I like the fact that... The Millennium Falcon satellite is different on top. It's not no longer like a circular satellite. It's more like a dish. No, it's rectangular now. I didn't catch that. Yeah, I was like, oh shit. You know, it's little stuff, little stuff like that to show that. I didn't see if it had headlights anymore. It used to have headlights. Did it? It had headlights in uh, episode four. I mean, that was kind of my qualm with episode one, two, and three. Like they, besides Boba Fett, they didn't mention anything that ever had to do with Han Solo at all. I mean, you had Jabba and you had Boba Fett. You think at some point you'd see the like the Millennium Falcon flying in the background? Because it's not like Han Solo made this shit. And that even something as simple as that. I mean, you got Chewbacca at least, but you don't see like a young Han running around or anything like that. At some point, I was waiting for that. Just just somebody, somebody that looked anything like a young Han Solo. There was not absolutely none of that. Like even if his parents ended up being royalty and we just never knew it, some shit like that. But besides that, so we get the Millennium Falcon. She drives it like a fucking G when she did that whole like slow down thing and like flipped the whole fucking Millennium Falcon that was sick I like uh the guy behind me is like that was fucking sick I, I like how um the technology in the Falcon hadn't changed it was yeah. still still the same the even though it's like I don't know how to use this <laughs> even though it's a long time ago in a galaxy far far away it's still 8 big graphics on the targeting system and the chair the chair moves in the same way the interior looks exactly the same even ha- down to the chessboard that's a chessboard. Little stuff like that. That's Those are the nostalgia pieces that matter to me. Then fast forward, we get to see Chewie and Han, the giant monster creatures. That was kind of cool. I love the practical effects that J.J. Abrams used in Jack Who and just making like people dressed up as aliens rather than, you know, here's another CGI alien. Here's another CGI alien. Hey, look in the background. There's a CGI alien. They skipped over so much of that. And BB-8 was all... Tangible. Uh, yeah. Like I mean, besides the part where he... Is in midair and the cables come out of him and attach the sun in midair. Obviously, that didn't happen. But, you know, you see him bouncing as he's going down the stairs when they get to whatever, or whatever the fuck that, uh, Maz's little bar, which is just like the bar scene in A New Hope. I like that for the first time you really see, I was telling Rodney, the what a person sees when they slide into visions with the Force. Like you, you see it a little bit with Anakin in the, in the older ones, but this one you see her transported to this other world kind of thing for a minute and Ray seeing that lightsaber that was there's there has to be some kind of connection with her right. if, if she ends up being kylo ren's sister something so here's the weird thing if she's kylo ren's sister why doesn't he recognize her if she's kylo ren's daughter why doesn't he recognize her the thing is i don't know what the age difference between the two are supposed to be and i don't know when it was that ren his name's ben right does he call yeah. him ben ben solo that, that was awesome too ben solo so long the fact that he called that he's just like ben i was like oh he named him after obi-wan <laughs> 
That's amazing. I don't know. Like, I, I was thinking about the timeline of it because Han up and left when Ben started to become a bad guy, right? Or just when he got sent to go train with Luke. See, we don't know that. I don't know. See, because if that's the case, then maybe he left and Leia was pregnant with Rey. Well, they showed Rey as a little girl in one of the flashback sequences. Somebody pulling her away. But the, I think maybe Leia sent her away. I don't know. I don't I don't know how it's going to work out. She has to be tied in with the... I mean, if she ends up just being a standalone Jedi, that'd kind of be interesting, but... I mean, I'm thinking she has to be Luke's daughter. Who the fuck? Who is Luke banging? Unless she's made out of Metachlorians, which we haven't heard anything from since episode one. Yeah. They never mentioned Metachlorians ever again in the series. Well, Liam and the Metachlorians were taken. I don't know. She has to be Luke's, because if she was Leia's daughter, why didn't Leia recognize her? Leia didn't say that she didn't recognize her. Well, I mean, she didn't seem to care very much. Oh, she's Leia again. My son, my son, bring back my son. You're a general of an army now. You tell Sanja some shit like that. Well, I mean, Jason goes Sith, then, you know, I'll bet her off. <laughs> so, I mean, he threw a tantrum today, and we were almost ready to strengthen <laughs> True. I don't know. It's see, but these are the good kinds of questions. It's worse when you just know automatically. I mean, we can make as many guesses as we want, but I'm glad that something's left up to mystery when it comes to this. Like, it's not just oh, she's so and so. This guy's that person. This person's that person. Like, we could learn some stuff on the journey through these next three movies. Yeah, I get. It. I just I wanted more of that backstory. I wonder where that came from. It was a little too vague for me. And she's the main character. I need something. You could have revealed that even before Kylo Ren being Han Solo's son. I'm glad that they didn't leave that up in the air for too long either. Like, it wasn't, you know, all the way till the end of the movie. You well, find they, out that it's... they kind of shot that out of nowhere. I've, I've never been in a theater in another instance where I literally felt the shock of the audience at the time. Really? <laughs> I mean, that must have been like what it, what it felt like when he's like, Luke, I am your father. I'm sure people were like, what the fuck? Because that's supposed to be the greatest cinematic reveal in history. Well, I was in the 70s, so they're probably like, this is some Java-ass shit. <laughs> some Asian dude is saying that. All right, so fast forward from there. Here's my thing with Poe. I think there's going to be more to that character than meets the eye. Because Oscar Isaacs is turning into kind of a big deal right now. And he's too good of an actor to just have such minimal scenes in this movie. Like he, uh, out of nowhere he just disappears when they get to Jakku. Like, I don't know, something something was off with that. And he, I've seen him play a, a bad guy too many times. And he's so good at it. He's so good at it. That it's it's almost like, man, you know, I wonder if they're going to do something with this, with this guy. That'd be interesting. That'd be very interesting. I, I think, I hope that they go that route. Although I like, I like the character a lot. As, as a good guy. Yeah, he's a hell of a pilot. I like the fact that for the first time we see like how people get into a TIE fighter and kind of how it operates a little bit more. I hated how the TIE fighter was chained down. Like, get the fuck out. That's it, your best security system? It might be. It might have been uh, fueling up. Might be the fuel, fuel point. Even if you try to drive away from a fuel pump, those things were meant to break away. We don't know how it was a long time ago. Actually, at this point, is it that long ago? Could it be like, you know, a few years ago in a galaxy far, far away? Yeah, that's what got me at the beginning. Couldn't it be like not as long ago in a galaxy a little bit closer? Like it should be like a long, long, long time ago. A long, long time ago. A long time ago. And then... A while back. 10, 11, 12 could be like, so last week in a galaxy... Because at that point, do you need a long, long time ago? You could just put in a galaxy far, far away. And it could be whatever fucking timeline you want. Throwback Thursday, Star Wars. <laughs> Man, I mean, I'm going to watch it again Sunday. Yeah, as much as I rag on the movie, I am going to watch it again. 
I mean, it's... I'm not... Na- I'm, you, could I'm rag on, not- you could rag on just about every movie. I mean, you could look at Avengers and be like, every character's a whiny little bitch. No. Who is it? Coulson. You, give me an example. Like, uh, like when Coulson dies. He's like, you know, is this the first time we lost a soldier? Not all of us are soldiers, you know? And when Cap's getting all mad at Tony, he's like, you've never been the one that had to lay down. You see Thor getting all sad about Loki. Like, you know, come home. You come back with us. And then, you know, Iron Man is taking him away. I don't think he was being a whiny little bitch there. I think he was just pissed. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, you... I mean, you could tell Thor was getting worked up at that point. Like, worked up emotionally. But, I mean, it's not whiny little bitch, per se, but you just... I mean, you're going to get these moments where they, they have to show the vulnerability of these characters. If everyone walked around being a hard-ass all the time, then it'd just be fucking Fast and the Furious in space. I don't want that. Han Solo was a hard-ass all the time in the first trilogy. Yeah, but he's gotten older now. He's gotten kids. Mm. Role changes when you have kids. Speaking of Han Solo... Alright, so you called it with Han Solo. Yeah. Um, Didn't make it any easier, though. <laughs> so Han Solo, to me, logically was the first character to get killed off. Although, I can't really say... Nostalgia-wise, yeah, I'm a big fan of Harrison Ford and him being Han Solo, but... Nelson's going to be more pissed than any. Yeah. But the thing is, is that, you know, he's older, he's a liability on the set, he's already been injured, which held up filming. Who knows how that changed the story, if it did at all. So it makes sense to kill him off, because who knows what could happen to Harrison Ford. Well, no, God willing... Maria was telling me that she read somewhere that it was a clause of his, like, if I'm going to be back for this movie, you have to kill me off. Hmm. Which is... Fine. I mean, it sucks that there's not going to be any more Han Solo. It's horrible. Well, we don't know that. Well, it sucks that there's not going to be any more alive Han Solo. But the symmetry there, again, between that and A New Hope, striking down a father figure in front of the new Jedi, that was there. It had been rougher to see Harrison Ford get older and see him running around, like you said. You know, he's, he's getting up there in age. Like, like I said, I think I needed a bit more mentorship from him with Rai, just like Obi-Wan and Luke, even though, you know, the passing of the weapon, okay, here's your blaster i just needed more i mean i also feel like they're going to be related the harrison ford or han solo and ray are going to be related for their connection and how to fix things like they said the same thing at the same time a couple times there the passing of the millennium falcon to her which by the way she was the second mate not the first so why does she get to be captain of the millennium falcon and not chewy maybe chewy doesn't want to do it that's fucked up. Maybe Chewie doesn't want to take the place of his old partner. We don't know how Wookiees think about these kinds of things. It's cool to see Han use the crossbow blaster. Yeah. Which, do you need it in the shape of a crossbow? Because it's not firing out arrows. Okay, and then talk about yet another opportunity to have an awesome Chewie scene. But then he cried like a little bitch. I wanted to see Wookiee ripping limbs out of Stormtrooper. I wanted to see him go... Fucking Hulk, apeshit crazy on any Empire, Imperial Guard, or any, you know, I wanted to see him. I like the fact that at least he hit Kylo Ren. That was some satisfaction. Like, it wasn't like he shot him and Kylo Ren stopped the blaster again. I wanted him to jump down there and rip even Andy Sanders. I mean, how old is Chewie by now? Chewie's a Wookiee. He's gotta be old. I mean, but how old can Wookiee? He's gotta be old as fuck by now. But we've been... Because he was a grown-ass Wookiee when Yoda was fighting with him in Episode 3. We've been hearing about what Wookiees can do for a good 30 years now. Never seen a Wookiee rip out limbs from anybody. All I ever see is them use the blaster. But, um, so, 
Han gets killed. I look over at Maria and she's ugly face crying. Just full on tears, wiping, just wiping away. Just, oh my God. And, and I look over at the guy next to her and he's tearing up. Like, you just see tears falling down his face. And I'm like, I think it would have, Abrams got him, man. Like, I think it would have struck me more if it wasn't so obvious. Right in that moment when there's a bridge and they're alone. Whether, whether it's obvious or not, it was a sad fucking moment to me. Yeah. Maria even said it right before I had Maria's like, no. <laughs> Because she knew it was going to happen. And then there's the forest scene. Which was cool to see John Boyega bust out the lightsaber. Even cooler to see Ray force grab the lightsaber. I know you said it didn't do much for you. But that thrilled me. I'm like, the fact that he couldn't, he can't overpower her is cool too. You know what I really... Did, did you know, what you know really... Daniel Craig was the stormtrooper? In her interrogation, the one that she's like, you're going to put your blasters down and walk out of here? That was Daniel Craig. So we had James Bond in Star Wars movie. Impressive. Go ahead. Most impressive. I could have done without the five-minute staring contest. Like, I understand it's like a force of will, but we didn't need to drag that out. That was just... It would have been hilarious that they jumped into it like uh, Big Trouble in Little China. And you just see two, like, samurai just facing off and everything. Cuts back, you see Egg Chen doing, you know, the whole finger thing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to convey how much effort the two of them are putting forth towards each other. Because just... <laughs> But it goes to show how much, how strong her force is without any training. That I like. Like, look at how powerful she is without the tutelage of a guy trying to, the tutelage of Luke Skywalker or the tutelage of of that evil master. Yeah, but I mean, okay, just all of a sudden being able to learn how to use her powers. I mean, it took Luke a movie and a half to be able to lift something up. He grabbed his lightsaber mm. against the abominable snowman. That wasn't in A New Hope, though. No, but, I mean, he did it in the second one. I mean, he, they really didn't talk about the Force at all. In I mean, in terms of the things that you can do with the Force in the first one. You didn't see, I mean, besides Vader choking motherfuckers out, no, was, you didn't see them lifting anything out of the air and stuff like that. No, it was the 80s. We were all supposed to be impressed. Or the 70s. But, okay, so... Even before the lightsaber was introduced, okay? How convenient is it that it's Andy Sandberg look-alike villain, lightsaber in a box, like, just randomly at a bar, at the in the basement of a bar, okay? So, this is supposed to be Anakin's blue lightsaber? No, it's supposed to be Luke's blue lightsaber. Luke had a green lightsaber. Oh, yeah. In episode six. So, which what happened, light... What happened to his blue one? His blue one got chopped off with his hand. Maybe, maybe they found it. I mean, that would explain it, I suppose. <laughs> I, I gotta look at the hilt, because I don't know... The hilt looks like Vader's lightsaber. Then it was Luke's lightsaber. But Vader's red lightsaber. Oh, maybe they changed the crystal in it. Maybe Luke changed the crystal in it. And before he went into hiding, he gave it to her. But I mean, this is what I don't get. Okay, so one, which lightsaber is it? And two, if it was Luke's lightsaber, why would he just leave it there? Because he knows... The glass is broad. Maz. But just leave the lightsaber there? Maybe before he went to hiding, like, you know, keep this safe for me. I mean, Maybe he knew ahead of time, like, like somebody's going to come here. It's going to need this at some point. Leave it here, and you'll know who to give it to when the time comes. I don't know. Yeah, the movie starts out with uh, Luke being lost and everybody in search of Luke, and we spend two and a half hours looking for Luke, only to get Luke in, like, the last... 10 seconds. He's the new Yoda now. He's gonna be, I bet you he's gonna, just gonna be training Rey and filling her in on what's going on. Is he gonna jump on her back while she swings from vine to vine? Because that'd be kind of funny. <laughs> Not in Dagobah. Dagobah is Dance break? I don't know. I I geeked myself up so much for that movie. You know, wore my Star my one Star Wars t-shirt. On the ride in to the movie, we put on the Pandora Star Wars station. So it was nothing but uh, movie scores and stuff like that. So they got me really hyped up. Uh, of course, standing around and a bunch of people dressed up as 
Jedi or dressed up as somebody was dressed this chick was dressed up exactly like Rey it was awesome I was like wow man this you're going all out which I'm glad but um yeah I don't know we were talking about the lightsaber being convenient I uh I like the fact that she grabbed the lightsaber out of midair I like the fact that she she held her own against the guy that has been trained in the lightsaber I know a lot of people are probably gonna have a problem with that like oh she didn't have any training but it's one of those you know she uh she didn't have to like you know the force was guiding her something that again obi-wan was trying to teach luke in a new hope like you know just close your eyes let let the force guide you in your movements i, I like that he used one of the uh the side parts of his lightsaber to burn into this guy's shoulder while they were yeah you know, and you can see like the heat emanating on one another's faces and they're starting to sweat because of it that i liked a lot you know, the first time you really, you can tell, like, there's there's heat emanating from it. I mean, it's a laser sword, and people are always getting all close to one another with it, but nobody's like, ah, it's fucking hot. But in this movie, you see that, you know, you see the heat waves around it rippling through the air. I, uh... I'm, I just, I didn't like how she, all of a sudden, she built up her powers, and it's a little convenient. I like that she wasn't scared to use a blaster. I like the fact that she had a moment that she had to reflect after she killed that first stormtrooper, like, holy fuck. Just fucking killed somebody. And, and what's with the uh, stormtrooper fucking baton that can block lightsabers? That was kind of cool. I mean, just to show like their armies progressing. Yeah. Um, okay, giant new Death Star. Crazy giant new Death Star. They can kill. They can destroy what multiple planets at a time. Yeah. Cool, but kind of a ripoff. New Hope. All over again? Yeah, pretty much. X-Wing. I like the I like when Poe closes the wings of the X-Wing to get through that one part and then open them back up. That was cool. Because you never really saw it. It was one of those things like they made it seem like they could only fly if the no, wings No, the X-Wings, open. Um, they open up in attack mode. Was, I just hadn't seen it until then. No, it was in a new hope. Lock X-Wing fighters in attack mode. Yeah, but I'm saying I've never seen them close it back up as they're still flying again. Oh. Good to see R2 again. When yeah. C-3PO came out with his red arm, he said something about it, but I couldn't hear because, like you said, people were clapping. Why does he have a red arm? Did, does he explain or is he just like, sorry if you don't recognize me because of my red arm? Yeah, that's that's all he really put into it. Like, what what's up with that? Like, they can't they can't just plate up the dude again? Like, because in the whole original series, he has, like, one silver leg. And now he's got one red arm. I think just somebody just forgot to polish uh, the costume. I'm like, can we fucking do something for this guy? I think that might be continuing with the tradition that C-3PO is only whole in exactly one Star Wars movie. Which one's that? Episode 3? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, it falls apart or loses a piece in pretty much every Star Wars movie except for that one. Man. It's estimated to earn $215 million through Sunday. Worth it. I just, I don't know, I'm, I'm so anxious just to try it again. Just to try watching it again. Like it, I think it's going to be... I'm going to try and go into it a little bit differently, watching it now. Not so much just... Not so much going in for nostalgic value, but trying to watch the movie for what it is. I mean, I, I did that as much as I could yesterday without freaking the fuck out. But it's it's hard to do, man. It's hard to, it's hard to not feel nostalgic. About that movie, because um, one, two, and three, while as I mentioned before, were not bad movies, didn't almost didn't feel like it was part of the same series as much as this one felt like it was part of the series, the original idea of the series. But here's what I can say about the first six Star Wars movies: even Episode One, as bad as everyone says that it is, there are still moments in that movie that you will always remember. Or I will always remember uh, Queen Amidala turning and looking at you for the first time in the in the camera with the giant hair and the weird crown. Darth Maul alone, when that second blade pops out of the lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. 
Qui-Gon Jinn taking a lightsaber to the chest. Darth Maul getting chopped in half by Obi-Wan. I mean, episode one. In episode two, Yoda can fucking fight. I will always remember that scene where Yoda's, you know, just fucking force grabs his lightsaber, puts down the cane, and has a one-on-one with Count Dooku. Episode three, I mean, the, the most epic lightsaber battle ever in any Star Wars movie. I walked away from episode seven wondering... There's nothing that stands out. Besides the Millennium Falcon flipping, that was a really good part. Besides that, I mean, I, I really liked the force grab that she did. I thought that was an epic part of, of the movie. And, uh... I was waiting for it. I had, I mean, I had all the way through, I had a fun time watching the movie. Not just because I was clapping along with everybody else, but just, it was just a fun movie to watch. Like, I was at the, literally sitting at the edge of my seat, hunched forward, so I can get closer to the screen to try to enjoy it even more. I had really good seats. Uh, sound system in the theater I went to was perfect. It was just so much fun. It was like seeing an old friend that you haven't seen in a long time. Like you don't you don't want a lot of shit to change in a relationship. Yeah, you you might grow older and you, you find differences, but the core of your friendship is there, and that's what that's how I felt with this movie. Now that you mentioned, I mean, you had told me before we started this, but when you mentioned the lightsaber scene that wasn't in there, yeah, I'll give you that. I mean, this definitely wasn't an epic lightsaber duel at the end of the movie. I appreciate that they tried. I like. The, that little standoff between her and Kylo Ren when the when the planet started to tear apart and you know they're staying on opposite ends of this this gorge now the chest beating thing because he was hurt kind of felt like uh, Wolf of Wall Street I think he was beating I think the wound itself yeah which was on his leg though wasn't it uh, I don't know if it was on his leg or his chest yeah I think it was on his leg that's that's some crazy shit like you know so Kylo Ren I think I needed I needed a more sinister villain and even his master like his master just looked like a giant beat up Genosian might be like why don't you make some fucking clones dude like you're not intimidating just cause you're a giant hologram there's gotta be more to that guy there's gotta be some kind of backstory to him. Should have stayed under the hood like Palpatine. I like the I like the fact that you see him lose his shit, Kylo Ren, a few times. Why like when he when he fucks up, you see him bust out the lightsaber and just start tearing shit apart. That you was a, to me that was a temper tantrum. It was him being a whiny little bitch. See, to me that wasn't. That was because everybody that you see with the dark side is very controlled. And here's this guy that has so much pent up rage that he has to lose it every once in a while. Yeah, Darth wasn't really controlled at the end of uh, episode three. And I like that he was more destructive with the force instead of smashing stuff with his. Well, he didn't have his lightsaber at the time, but but I like that. I like that. I'm sure. I'm sure if one of us got pissed off, we had a lightsaber. We'd be like motherfucker, just start cutting shit in the fucking. Not maybe not in the house, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go outside and just tear shit up with the lightsaber. Like it's one of those things. Yeah, but if I had the force power too, I'd rather cause an earthquake than slam my lightsaber against the dashboard. And he's also he's not like Darth Vader was the end all be all pretty much in terms of the the squadron of the Empire. He had a couple guys that questioned him. He they got force choked and that was it. But this Kylo Ren, he's not. You know that that other guy kind of is still the head honcho and he's still learning how to use the dark side so you can tell he wants to kill off the other guy he just well I don't know Grand Moff Tarkin seemed like he outranked uh, Vader in the uh, A New Hope when he was like Vader release him as you wish I don't really think he outranked him but he was just like you know alright you know like this guy saved your life just cause I have respect like they they kind of respected one another but I mean how many how many people did fucking Vader kill, kill off and he's like you're the new version of that guy you're the new version of that guy now I don't know I, I like I like seeing somebody really get upset he's, he's 
he can't control his anger sometimes. Like he's bursting between the dark and the light so much that it's it's such a conflict for him. It's, he's not this cool-tempered dude that's just dealing with it. Yeah, no. I, I still needed somebody more sinister, more evil, more brooding, more angry. Who knows? Maybe this maybe this will be it. Maybe he's uh maybe now that he's killed his own father, maybe he's gonna just plunge even further into the dark side again. Yeah, I don't know. Excited for episode eight? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know. I think they got to be doing better than this. I didn't like how they, um, I, again, getting back to the parallels with the Death Star, going with the X-Wings, somebody has to sneak in, blow something up, and then, then they can blow up the uh, the Death Planet. Which is just like between A New Hope and also uh, Jedi. You have to destroy the base down below just to get it to work up, up top. What made me mad was um, at that point in the movie, I'm like, we're only going to get Luke at the end, aren't we? You know, if you're not going to, if you're only going to give me that much Luke, you might as well not have put him in the movie at all and just ended the movie a la New Hope after Planet gets blown up and everybody gets medals. Yeah, that'd be cool. That and when they do finally figure out where Luke Skywalker is, and you know, I'm kind of sitting there and it's like, oh yeah, we're really going to play this out. We're really going to do this. Why is Rey the only one to go? Like fucking Chewie was on the ship. R2 was on the ship. Like, okay, R2 couldn't make it upstairs. I mean, he could fly before. Didn't bother getting that fixed in all this time he took off. And Chewie, I mean, you don't want to see Luke? Maybe he's getting old. Why couldn't they just fly the Millennium Falcon up there? She's going up all these fucking steps. There's no fucking landing platform up there? Was it all mountains? Or even if they did, they could have lowered the hatch and through the access panel. I mean, they did it in Cloud City when they had to get Luke out of the, uh, off the antenna. I appreciate that. I mean, she can rappel down a rope inside a Star Destroyer. She can't rappel down a rope from the Millennium Falcon. I appreciate the fact that Luke looks like Obi-Wan in The New Hope. You know, between the beard and he's got the full light Jedi attire and stuff like that, the robes. That I like, but I almost wish that as she was walking up, like, you get like a three-quarter turn of Luke, but before you fully see him, you know, Iris out, fade to black, and then credits. I think that would have been more powerful just to be like, oh, fuck, Luke is right there. You know, they found him and stuff and just leave it at that. Instead of, here's your lightsaber, do mm. something. Maybe, I mean, it's also some symbolism with it. Like, you know, like maybe, maybe she's it's too much of a burden for me. Like, I, I want to go home to Jakku to a family that probably doesn't fucking exist and not be a part of this war that's already done so much to me mentally and physically that i wanted luke to be like oh thanks for my lightsaber dude oh that one you find my fucking hand with it what'd you do with that it'd have been cool if 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 he like just turned back around and he force lifted it from you know with his back turned and just came around like he just grabbed it and that even that just iris out well, supposedly one of the deleted scenes from uh, episode 6 was uh, Luke force assembling his lightsaber. Really? Yeah. Because uh, Vader makes reference to it out of the deleted scene where he goes, uh, I see you've con- reconstructed your lightsaber. Either way, can't wait to see it again. Yeah. Overall, I mean, yeah, it's a good, solid movie. I think they're really playing my mis- on my nostalgia more than anything. Um, I-, I was expecting more. I think the fact that I was waiting so long for it kind of played into a little bit why I'm, uh, I'm left wanting, wanting more. More, wanting more story, wanting more... You know, I'm not left with... Um, I'm also not left with a John Williams piece that's memorable or even any kind of music or fanfare that wasn't part of the original. I'm okay with that. I love I love the fanfare from the original. That that uh, The ceremony music is my... It's my ringtone right now. It's just... It's one of my favorite songs, period. No, but I mean... Okay, so I remember the... Um, in episode one, during the, the Darth Maul... The chanting? Yeah. That's my alarm. 
<laughs> yeah, and I agree. I th- I think that's. A I, I, th- thing I think I needed a musical piece to kind of I don't know make make it memorable because I don't really. I'm anxious to go see it again. I will go see it again, but I feel like I don't really remember enough, or I don't have a memorable part. And I think the music would have helped with that. All right, let's move on to top topics real quick. Just as an end of year thing, what were your favorite things that you've seen this year? Would you say just off the top of your head, if you can remember? It doesn't have to be in movies, just a video clip, something you saw physically for the first time. I mean, you know, Avengers sequel, obviously. Of course, all those trailers that we talked about before. Very excited for that. Ex Machina. Very, very, very glad that I saw that this year. That was a big deal. Sinister was a great movie that I hadn't seen before. That. I thought was very good. American version of Old Boy. American version of Old Boy was a lot of fun to watch. Both Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Very glad that I saw them this year. I haven't uh, seen Jessica Jones, but Daredevil, yeah. Jessica Jones. What episode are you on? Are you still on the first episode? Um, I've gotten through two. Are you hooked? Did you just haven't had time? I or? just haven't had time. But yeah. do you like it so far? I like it. I like it that it's procedural. I like that it it follows each scene follows into the next. <laughs> Does it? Are you hyped up to see the next episode? I wouldn't say I'm desperate to see the next episode because I think it's lower down like it hits so much faster than I thought it was going to uh, she said that one's got a long tooth to travel up. <laughs> obviously the force awake awakens I will see it but like I said Sunday happy to see Guardians of the Galaxy about seven more times this year yeah um, I just saw Trading Places so that was cool to watch that again all in it all was, it was Salmon wasn't it not him that he put in his oh, man, I didn't even think about it. I didn't, I'm sorry, I forgot to look. The Black Mass, very glad that I saw it. Very glad I went to go see it again in Boston. Not to keep bringing up Boston, but I had to. Glad to see the evolution of vaping this year. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think we started this year on like an Ego One pen. Yes. And, uh, you know, eventually went into uh, box mods and drippers and tanks. Shout out to Chicago Vape Nation. Uh, Ninja Turtles movie saw this year. Have you seen the Independence Day trailer? I did. Not looking forward to it. Really? Personally, by the time I was done with that trailer, I was like, eh, I don't give a shit. I am more looking forward to it now than I was at the idea of a sequel to that movie. I don't know. The fact that Will Smith isn't in it doesn't help. I mean, you can tell the president was the president. He's going to die. He's going to die. So it's really, do I want to watch a Jeff Goldblum fight an aliens movie? And, nah, I don't know. We'll see. What, I'm, sure I'll, I'm sure I'll end up seeing it, but it's not, it's not at the top of my list in comparison with the m- movies that we were talking about last week. I'll still watch Ninja Turtles before I see that shit. Ninja Turtles look good. For Casey Jones alone and Bebop and Rocksteady. Bebop and Rocksteady, I'm excited. Casey Jones, no. Stephen Amell's still too pretty to be that character. Megan Fox is too pretty to be April O'Neil as far as I'm concerned. Stephen Amell would have made a great Poe. I don't think he could have pulled it off. I don't think he'd be that good at uh, like pretending to fly and stuff like that. And the charisma of Oscar Isaacs was there. Like even when he's being interrogated, you know, I like that. I like that he was joking around and bantering. Like there's a chance he could end up being the new Han Solo of the series. Quick left or right, Stephen Amell or Oscar Isaacs? Yeah. And if if I'm gonna fuck one of them, I I'm guessing Oscar Isaacs because he's shorter. So I'm hoping his dick would be less painful. <laughs> think that would be intimidating because what if he had like a normal size dick on like a shorter body and it was just kind of that might be not proportional weird uh and steven amell for as many times i've seen him use that salmon ladder i feel like he'd be a little too aggressive (laughs) 
like salmon laddering your balls. Okay, left or right? Daisy Ridley or the trick that we didn't even talk about, the uh, the silver stormtrooper. Yeah, what a waste of a decent looking blonde. I'm sure there's going to be more to her than than what they had. Mm. She's in Game of Thrones. She plays a giant knight, which I wonder how tall she is because in Game of Thrones they make her a fucking just a huge bitch. But I don't know how tall she actually is. Uh, I want to find that out right now because... I wonder if she's going to turn. I don't know. I mean, I'm just surprised that they didn't use more of her. It was crazy to see Max von Sydow in it. Was that the commander? He's the old guy that was talking to Ray in the beginning. Where was he from? Like, what, what does he represent? What do you mean? Talking about the old guy talking to Ray? The old guy talking to Poe? Oh, Poe. I'm sorry. Poe. It was cool to see him just because he's the priest and the exorcist. Oh. He's the old priest. I was trying to figure out, was he in episode 6 or 5? Or... I don't think he was in anything. He, he was an iRobot. She's 6'3". That's too tall. Yeah, you don't like him tall. Do you? I don't mind him tall. That's too tall. That's taller than me. That fucked me up. Let's see. Daisy Ridley height. 5'7". That's tall. Adam Driver. That's the guy's name. 6'3". John Boyega's 5'9". Oscar Isaac's 5'9". So I'm taller than Oscar Isaac's. Harrison Ford's 6'1". He's taller than me. So Daisy Ridley or Natalie Portman? I gotta go Natalie Portman, but I haven't seen enough of Daisy Ridley to push me to the other side. Daisy Ridley does have beautiful teeth. I think I think she's very very pretty. Yeah, what a waste of uh, an opportunity to rip some of that costume off. I'm glad though. I'm like I, I don't want them to over sexualize her, especially early on. Well, when did Natalie Portman lose uh, part of the shirt? Episode two. Although Daisy Ridley does have an amazing body. I mean, it, she's almost too thin, but she does have some nice legs. Apparently, she's very very athletic. I don't know. I gotta read up on her. Her smile is adorable though and I love her accent yeah do you want to do an Uchi movie game or you want to just kind of close this up for what it is oh let's call it a podcast we wouldn't be able to do an Uchi movie game that's Star Wars themed and it's it'd be too no no I yeah oh my god (laughs) it's funny because I was looking through my phone to look for new phones because I I need a new phone is that like taking your wife yeah it was weird I'm like, I wonder if my phone knows, like, it's going to crash on me on purpose. Like, no, fuck you. Is that like sitting down with your wife and looking through Ashley Madison? I, uh... She's got nice dimples. Yeah. Her name's Daisy Jazz Isabel Ridley. That's a lot of Zs. I like it. Trained as a dancer and singer. She kind of looks like Natalie Portman a little bit. I can see that. Fuck, what was it saying? Oh, so I was looking through my phone. And it's like, are you interested in iPhones or Androids? I'm like, Androids. And I'm scrolling through them. I'm like, none of these are interesting me. And automatically I'm like... These are not the droids I'm looking for. I was like, oh, fuck, I need to stop. <laughs> but she's only 23 years old, Daisy Ridley. Born in 92. Roll the head of you, kid. Man. Just eight years old when episode one came out. Should have been Anakin's age. Episode Episode four. No, episode one. She was eight years old? Yeah, is episode one 2000 or no? She was born in 92. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. I don't know what the fuck I'm thinking about. Sorry. It's been a long one. You want to close it up for 2015? Yeah, for 2015, let's um, call that a year's worth of podcasts. Signing off for the last time this year from the FTC, I'm Rodney Sinio. Um, I'm Adam Flores. Happy 2015, everybody. And that just happy happened. New year for 2016. That just happened. Oh, and um, buy some insurance from Elim Insurance because they're a sponsor. Oh, yeah. Elim Insurance, in case you have a disease network. <laughs> Uh-oh. Holy shit. What's that? The voicemail. Did you get it? No, I, I'm not set up for alerts. <laughs> we got a voicemail from Caesar. It's like nine messages long. Oh. Hello, guys. Adam. Rodney. Fans of UTJH. Welcome to my Fortress of Solitude. You guys have, like, little cool names for your little hangouts? I do, too. Mine's a little bit more badass because it's in a crystal frozen area. Let's put it that way. So, thank you for coming to the Fortress of Solitude so, like, you can include me into your all-Star Wars episode 
This is my list of ranking for the Star Wars saga. Now, my list is going to be a little controversial, I understand, but I don't care. You can go fuck yourself if you don't like it because it's my list. So, I'll just start off by naming them off in my particular order of awesomeness. Number one, A New Hope, episode four. That's always going to be my favorite because it was my introduction into the Star Wars saga slash universe. The reveal and everything and just this new world of the Force and all this stuff, always going to be number one. Number two, Empire Strikes Back. Carbonite. That's all I'm going to say. It was pretty badass that the whole movie is going and the Empire finally gets its, its thing back to the Rebel Alliance and then they capture Han Solo and then Princess Leia is like, I love you. Han Solo and his eternal awesomeness goes, I know. Awesome. Just great. Number three, The Phantom Menace. Yes, Jar Jar Binks fucked up the movie, but nevertheless, it's the same concept as the Dark Knight series was a pretty standard series. Except for the fact that his voice sucked throughout the whole entire movie and almost ruined it. Same concept for this movie. Loved it based on the fact that it was such a high or such a long time for it to come out. And Darth Maul versus Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan, a young Obi-Wan, is what saves the grace for this movie. For me, at least. Still badass, still holds, still holds up. The, uh, just the fight scene alone still holds up. Great movie to me. Number four, Revenge of the Sith. Again, I know a lot of people aren't a big fan of the new ones. But the saving grace for me is that it set up everything for the new sagas for episode 4, 5, and 6. Awesome. Plus, it pinned Teacher versus Padawan and showed you how Darth Vader came about. Even though it was ruined by Christian's whatever, his acting, still the story, progressing the story, still, still holds a big part for me in my list. Number 5, Force Awakens. This new saga, or this new chapter of this saga, hit me in the nostalgic chord more than anything. Great pickup of where it left off from episode 6. Made it feel like it was just a continuation of the three, four, or 4, 5, and 6, George Lucas um, 80s style. So far, I saw it, it just made me feel good more than anything. I wasn't overly impressed because I, I think the Star Wars hype is too high and very unattainable at this point on, but it's still made for a great standalone movie, as Adam put it earlier today. Number six, Return of the Jedi. The only reason I, my saving grace, or the only thing that I love. <laughs> liked about this movie was the beginning. Anakin Skywalker, or uh, Luke Skywalker in the black with the pit. But that's, after that, didn't really hook me into the storyline as much as the other ones that I've listed before. And last but not least, Attack of the Clones, number seven. Again, the story wasn't, it was awesome that you met Jango Fett and a baby Boba Fett, but the movie wasn't great. I think Hayden Christensen had a lot to do with this entire, this entire movie, but still rounding up my list of ranking for the Star Wars saga. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you guys either hate it or like it, and if you hate it, uh, go eat a dick. Thanks. <laughs>
Price is right, Jingle? <laughs>